Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's big sales and it's big day Wednesday, baby. You got it, man. Ice Cube, bottom of the hour. Our boy Q will join us, and we'll talk a couple weeks out now from the start of training camp on July 26th. And I don't know about you, but the news around the National Football League, it never dies. It never goes away. They have, without a doubt, Barrett Brooks and I talked about this a couple months ago. They have cornered the market when it comes to putting storylines out there. Monday through Friday, they have done a spectacular job at staying on the front page when they don't have football. Free agency, the draft, the combines. Now they're going to start airing more of the inner, inner, inner practices and the controlled scrimmages now that you're going to see on the NFL Network, which is great. I love the access. I think the talent on the NFL Network stinks, but the access that the NFL Network has is spectacular. They're, they're there on pro days. They have all the camps covered. Again, the NFL owns it, so they're going to have priority when it comes to the coverage of their league and also the content that's going to be on that network. But you're never going to see anybody razzled in any way whatsoever, okay? Nobody's going to you're, – you're, you're never, ever going to, like, see any controversy being thrown around on the NFL network. Yeah, Xander, Xander says there's a few good talents, but they made a mistake letting – Kay Adams goes, she's a star. I, you know what's funny? Xander, you go back in my timeline talking to Kay. I said the same thing. She's a star, man. She is. She was a star. The only reason to watch that morning show that they had was because of her. I thought she did a great job. She's smoking. Smoking and talented. As Fox. That's their priorities. Smoking and, and really great broadcasters. That's what they have on Fox News. All the women that are on that network are spectacular talents and smoking. I hard to get that. You love that in talent. I don't care sometimes. I mean, Emily is spectacular when she's on that show in the morning on Fox News. Anyway, let me get into this here. Like I was saying, man, we are so close now to rent being due in September. July camps are right around the corner here. Man. I, I, I cannot wait to see how this is all going to be paid off here. You know, we're going to hit on, I have ranked the best defensive players in the NFC. We're going to hit on that today. I'm going to hit on Jonathan Gannon here in a second. And also, too, Shane Stitchin, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. I want to talk about him here. But first, let me say this to you about Jonathan Gannon and what kind of year he's going to have. Let me ask you something here. You think it was a lack of talent in 2022 or was it failure of scheme that made us have question marks about his approach when it came to him being the defensive coordinator of the team? Could it be a little of both? First year DC, 
Very young guy. By the way, don't forget, he interviewed for both the Dolphin job and the Texans job. He, he has what people are looking for in these modern-day NFL head coaches. Hey, when someone told me Kevin Stefanski was going to be the new Cleveland Browns head coach, I'm like, Kevin who? Or when Brandon Staley got the job in Los Angeles with the Chargers, I was like, who? When Nick Sirianni got the job in Philadelphia, I was like, who? Who are these guys? So Jonathan Gannon kind of goes down the same road and path that Sean McDermott's been on. They love these organizers. They love these modern-day type CEO guys. I think that's one of the reasons why that Nick Sirianni's passed over his play-calling duties because he's got to be more like, like McDermott in Buffalo. Okay? Got to be more like McDermott in Buffalo. Shitston? I don't know, man. Okay? Hey, all I know is I'm going to make a point to you about this guy here in a second here. GG, appreciate it. Guys, please do me a favor and hit the like button. All right. You guys think it's a lack of talent on how he looked with that defense in 2022, or was it a failure of scheme? Are we going to see a better coach, or are we going to see better production here in 2022 with Jonathan Gannon? Um, There's no excuses. Of all the coaches have and that have had additional talent added on to their group, Jonathan Gannon has been given pretty much everything. Basically, two first-round draft choices. I know that they ended up getting Kobe Dean in the third round, but everyone that I talked to said he was a first-round talent. So you got those two guys going in. You added Hassan Reddick. You added James Bradbury. You, you've added the kid Kaiser White that they got from the Chargers. They have upgraded the talent level on that side of the football immensely. Okay? Immensely. I personally don't know what it was. I'll say this to you. It's one thing to have people on paper tell us how good they are. It's another thing for them to go out and produce. No-name defense back in the day with the Miami Dolphins. Nobody knew Manny Fernandez. Nobody knew Nick Bonacani. Nobody knew Jake Scott back in the 70s. That 2000 Ravens team was loaded with superstars. You started knowing who those guys were. The Buccaneer 02 team. 85 Bears. Some pretty good football defensive teams. Those Ravens teams with Suggs and Lewis and Reed were spectacular for a decade. Those Steeler teams, okay, a couple years ago, were outstanding. T.J. Watt, best sack guy there is in the NFL. Didn't have that great a defensive unit last year, though, okay? Will, appreciate you coming aboard. You got, look, I'm going to say this about Gannon. Gannon's got to show me that he could put people in positions to win. You know what it reminded me of last year? It reminded me of this. It was more this. Well, you know, I mean, hey, let's just play an umbrella defense here and let's just try to keep him out of the end zone and we'll play that soft-ass coverage and we'll go from there. And it worked. It ain't going to work this year. 
you're going to have to show that you've developed also as a coach. Remember, guys, I'll say it again to you. This guy was getting, he was getting people to give him calls to come in and do interviews to be a head football coach in the NFL. This guy's reputation is pretty good. If you go around the league, Jonathan Gannon is one of the hotter names. I know he's not that hot of a name in Philadelphia because we didn't really think too much of his defense. I thought they were better after week eight. I did. I thought they were better after week eight. 2000 Ravens, man. Peter Bolware and them dudes, man. I think Bolware is an FSU guy, Eastside Monster. Those guys were classic, man. They got after you, knocked the shit out of you, man. I love that Ravens defense. I'll tell you this, too. Hey, the Ravens defense, the gang green defense, the 85 Bears, okay, those are some legendary units, man. Got after people. And you know what made those guys even better? They had legendary coordinators. You had legendary defensive coordinators. When you're talking about defenses, and you're talking about all-time defenses, guys who revolutionized that side of the ball. I'm not seeing that with Jonathan Gannon yet. But maybe this year will be different. Again, when you look at the schedule and who they're playing, the most dominant quarterback that they're going to play this year, watch this. Let's rank them. You're going to see Aaron Rodgers, Cousins, Dak Prescott, and the rest of them, question marks. Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray, th- those, those are going to be the quarterbacks that you're facing this year. And Dak Prescott, I think we can beat that dude. I think the Cowboys are walking backwards. As an organization, they're taking steps backwards. But Rodgers will be the toughest people that you're going to have to game plan against. And that's in week 12. So by the time you get to week 12, you'd have already gone through Cousins, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. It's not going to be, again, I don't think a reach that Jonathan Gannon should have a top 10 defense this year. My point to you is if that Eagle defense does not finish in the top 10, Jonathan Gannon should be fired. Case closed. 31st ranked schedule. There's not anybody on that schedule that scares me outside of Aaron Rodgers and maybe Kirk Cousins with Justin Jefferson and Thielen. If it was just Kirk Cousins, he wouldn't. But you've got Justin Jefferson, Thielen, and you've got Dalvin Cook. Dak Prescott, maybe a little bit. But it's really Rodgers and that offensive set that you have in Minnesota that kind of, you're going to have to come up with a great game plan. Like your safeties are going to be challenged in that Vikings game. Your safeties will be challenged in that Packer game. Maybe even the Colts with Matt Ryan. I don't know. We'll see what Matt Ryan does this year with this new system and what they're doing in Indianapolis. Saying all the right things, okay? Saying all the right things. Week 7 Cowgirls fire McCarthy and Dan Quinn takes over. Never happened. Jerry Jones is not going to fire a guy midseason and have Dan Quinn take over. 
No way. That's an indictment on him. You got Randall, remember something. These are all Jerry Jones hires. He's not going to make himself look bad during the regular season. And by the way, I think Dan Quinn and I think his ability to get another job, I think he will get another opportunity to be a head football coach. I don't know if it's in Dallas, though. Our linebacker upgrades, edge rushers, plus Bradbury should make this D formidable. Forte, I agree 100%. It's why I'm saying if Jonathan Gannon does not have a top 10 defense, okay, he doesn't have a top 10 defense, he should be fired. You're not playing against a lot of superior quarterbacks here. This is not the AFC where every week, could you imagine this? Could you imagine being a coordinator in the AFC West where you've got to take Russell Wilson on twice, Patrick Mahomes twice, Derek Carr twice? Can you imagine? I mean, really, and Justin Herbert twice. You've got to take on them dudes, man. Dude, that is going to be, to me, that is going to be the greatest watch in must-see television this year is the AFC West. I can't wait to see. Who comes out of that? I don't know if all four teams have ever qualified from a division before, but you may have that in the AFC West this year. You know, I I think the NFC West is going to be good outside of Seattle, but man, that AFC West, it ain't like you got to take on a schedule. Can you imagine what that schedule looks like? Chris says we have weak safeties. Yeah, but you're playing weak quarterbacks too. He needs to be in top five in my book. Philly 559 says. Nada was a beast on that Ravens up the middle. Absolutely he was. So was Saragusa up the middle in that 2000 team. He was spectacular. That defense has to, in my opinion, they have to finish in the top 10 at minimum. For Jonathan Gannon to keep his job. And quite frankly, you know why it's also important? You're still developing a quarterback. There's going to be a shit ton of three and outs. Shit ton of three and outs. Okay? Early on in the process, as you try to transform your team from a running attack, where you're dominating on the run and trying to create a passing attack. It's going to be a lot of three and outs. You've got to have a defense on that other side of the football to stop that stuff. Remember the Chip Kelly days? Chip thought he could roll 70 plays at people. Yeah, you wore your defense out. You put him on the IR doing that. Can't have that. You have to have sustained drives in the NFL. Third and short, constantly. Deuce was the man. Okay, hey, I want to do something here before we get into the head coach passing down his play calling. And I, I want to ask you if, if you find that to be organizationally for a reason, or do you think it's done because he's the best choice to be the play caller? They really had a great second half and the OC. Okay. Really did a great job. I'm going to get to that here in a minute, but I want to do something here. The best defensive players in the NFC East are who? Rank them one through four. Best defensive players 
in the NFC East are who? I'm going to give you mine here. Number four, Darius Slay. Number three, Leonard Williams, New York Giants. Number two, Chase Young, Washington Commanders. Number one is Micah Parsons. Those are your top four defensive players in the NFC East. Darius Slay for Leonard Williams, kid from Southern Cal. I think he was a Jet at first, too. Chase Young, Ohio State, Washington, and Micah Parsons. That's some pretty good football players right there. Some pretty good football players. Um, I think Darius Slay, would we all agree, is the best defensive football player on the Eagles right now? We really don't know when N'Kobe Dean is. And if you had to rank the top four defensive players on the Eagles, who would they be right now? Top four Eagles. I'd say Slay. Who would be two? You think Reddick? I agree. Number three. Hardgrave? I think Hardgrave. Hardgrave's better than Fletcher Cox right now. He's a better player. No shade, just a better player. Then I would probably put Fletcher four. You put Brandon Graham? Smile, really? Coming off an injury? I'm going to say Slay, Reddick, Hardgrave, and Fletcher. Obviously, that could change with the new additions with Kaiser White and also with N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. It's a good group. It's a solid group. And to circle back again to Gannon, there is no excuses. If I see some of that stuff that we saw last year, okay, unspoken words, how can you call him the best, one of the best players on your defense when you've never seen him in an Eagle uniform yet? I hate that kind of take. He's never played a down for you yet. You have no clue. At least with Reddick, he's a multi- Double-digit sack guy on two different franchises, Carolina and Arizona. Do you know how hard that is to be a double-digit sack? Do you know, and I've said this before to you, do you know that Clowney has never had a double-digit sack year in his entire career, and Reddick's got two on two different teams? Jadavian Clowney is one of the most overrated guys in the history of the draft. He's a fine player. Not great, but he was a fine player. Reddick is so proven. Okay? Reddick has double-digit sacks, like I said. Two different schemes. Two different franchises. Unbelievable. You know, you could probably... You could probably have a handful of guys that have ever done that 
that have had double digit sacks in a season for two different teams. That doesn't happen, man. I would say Haley, Cowboys, Reggie, Packers, Eagles, guys like that we're talking about. <laughs> you just don't put up double digit sacks. It's not as easy as you think, man. Pass rushers, edge rushers, corners, left OTs, and quarterbacks are hard to find. Jeremiah says, I need Reddick to be proven here. It's a good take. You're right. Hey, Sills, I don't care about what he's done. Okay? I care about what he is going to do here. For sure. Rent's due in September. You're so right, Sills. Gannon has no excuses. Greg, there is, you know, of all the coaches, Sirianni, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, Greg, he's under the most pressure because he's been given the most resources. Absolutely. Too hard. And, right. And two franchises, you're like, Jesus, criminy, man. Really? What have they done the last couple of years, Arizona and Carolina? And here's a guy here with double-digit sack seasons. And, and, and get this. You didn't really have to pay an arm and a leg for the guy, too. I mean, I'll tell you something about Howie getting Reddick. Okay? Howie getting Reddick at the price that he got him for. What was it? Like $15 million? That's right, Smile. Smile. It's like Kevin Green. Hassan Reddick is like Kevin Green. Absolutely. He is a lot like Kevin Green. I would say that. Yeah, absolutely. Connie's still living off his college highlights. No, 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 Randall. Highlight. When he killed the kid at Michigan in the Outback Bowl. Living off that highlight. Big Chris says, I think Sweat will be productive too. I think that whole group's going to be productive this year. That set the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big Chris says, if this defense holds teams to 25 and under, dude, you do that, you hold teams to 25 and under, your football team will win 13 ballgames this year. You can blame Reddick if he didn't perform if he doesn't, I'm almost 100% sure it's because Gannon wouldn't have used him right. That could be, Mr. International. That's why I started the show out by saying, was it scheme last year? Or was it talent? Remember when Fletcher, when they were 2-5, and five, went like this? I don't know what this guy wants us to He didn't say it like that, but that's how I took – you know what's funny? When people say something, I hear it the way I think they mean it. Remember Fletcher got on the podium and he started being a politician? You know, it's a new system and all. You know how I heard it? Hey, man, I don't know what these guys are asking us to do here. We're a step late on everything. I don't know. Next week, they dummied it down. And I don't mean dummied it down because the players are stupid. I think they dummied it down because they were overthinking the defense. That's not an insult to the players. I'm not calling them dummy. I think that the defensive coaches a year ago were overthinking the whole scheme. And it put him in a bind. I, I, I thought they put the players in a bind. And then when they started making sense of what they were asking them to do, they had a great second half. 
Last nine games of the season, I thought the defense actually turned it around and played well, even though they weren't playing exceptional teams. Hey, don't forget Ice Cube, bottom of the hour. So we'll make a transition into that. Big three basketball plus, I guess the NBA is taking shots at Cube and such. So we'll talk some sports with him. He's a gigantic Raider fan too. Want to hear what he thinks about Josh McDaniel getting the job. Also, Devontae Adams being added to the mix there too. Plus, he's got a brand new album that I think just dropped on June 7th. So we'll talk to our boy and our friend Ice Cube. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. By the way, today's his birthday. So, hey, hey, I was like this. Cube, man, today's your birthday, dude. (laughs) Holy cow. So, all right. Hey, hey, unspoken. You know what's funny? Most of the times when I'm saying things like this, I'm just saying this. You know, it's always on the players to step up. Okay? It's always on the players. But these coaches also have to show us. Hey, I'll tell you something flat out here. I'm not sold on Nick Sirianni. I'm not sold on Jonathan Gannon yet. If Matt Nagy can win the Coach of the Year award, they get fired two years later. Okay? Nobody's job is safe. How many times did Ray Rhodes win the NFL Coach of the Year award in Philly? I think he did it twice. They still ended up blowing his ass out too. Coaches, quarterbacks, players, guys, everybody is on. Everybody, okay, is only as good as the last game you coach or you play. Okay? Only as good. All right. Before we get Cube on here, I want to throw this at you here. The new OC, Stitchin or whatever how you say his name, Shane. Let me ask you something here, elevating him to the play caller like they did a year ago. You think this is a Howie move or do you think this was Nick Sirianni's decision? You think it was Nick going to Howie? Or do you think Howie went to the head coach and said, why don't you handle the team and give the play calling to Shane? Who do you think? Mutual agreement? You think Howie does anything in mutual agreements? Nathan, you actually think that that was Nick Sirianni's call, that Nick Sirianni went like this? Hey, man. Why don't you be the play caller? Nick Sirianni was hired because he was a so-called guru play caller. That is his skill set. I trust no one yet, especially Gannon to get show. Seth, I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Smile says it's Howie's decision. I'm going to tell you why I agree with Smile, and I think it is Howie's decision. I think they really like Jonathan Gannon because you know why? I think the reason that they like Jonathan Gannon so much is that he works with the front office. And because Frank Wright, like I told you, said you've got to manage Howie Roseman if you want to be the head coach. The offensive coordinator is a great scapegoat if Jalen Hurts fails. It won't be Sirianni failing. You've got basically a scapegoat there if this thing blows up. 
They don't have to fire the head coach who they like. See, Howie likes this guy. You know why? He doesn't have to get into a rock fight like he did with Doug Peterson every day. Doug Peterson and him are throwing rocks at each other like they're kids because they have a different approach in how they want to win a game or who they want to play. And Howie doesn't want to do that, man. He doesn't. All right. One of my favorite people on the planet, man. I just love it. And I got to do this, man. We bring Ice Cube in. Happy birthday, Cube. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, man, that's pretty dope, man. I mean, Big Three Basketball, you just dropped an album. I think you just dropped an album last week. Life's good, man. Yeah, life is great. Um, you know, doing what I love to do when it comes to music, you know, with Mount Westmore um, and, you know, with the Big Three, um, back at it. You know, we we got a long off season, so it's good to be, uh, you know, kind of on the eve of season five. Cube, what do we have in store for Big Three Basketball? And I want to get into something that I heard from Adam Silver. I think you're going to be kind of shocked when I tell you I had a conversation with Adam Silver yesterday because mm-hmm. I saw something about Big Three Basketball. And just just give us first and foremost what, what's on the schedule here for Big Three coming up. What's going to be different this year? Well, first of all, you know, we call it Fireball. We call it Fireball 3 because it's its own sport, you know, how we've, um, you know, done things and, and, and kind of calibrated the, the, the rules and the way it's played to make three-on-three exciting and elevated to a professional level. So um, just happy with the growth of it, uh, the interest. Um, you know, the hardest thing in the world is to start a pro sports franchise from scratch. And, um, you know, it's, it's been everything that uh, I've expected, the unexpected. Um, and so we're proud of, of, of being here, you know, in year five, excited to see guys go at it. Um, and, you know, guys are going to just, you know, when, I, when, I, when they hit the court, to me, you're going to see the best year of the big three. You know, the athletes are ready to go. Everybody know about the game. Everybody know how physical it is, and uh, they're just ready to go. Cube, you, you, you know, I wonder what's harder to start, a band like NWA or a league like this? Because there's so many other things and just getting out there and putting things on vinyl. A league. <laughs> <laughs> without, without a doubt. You know, bands – you know, music has been here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, movies have been here before me. You know, uh, professional three-on-three has never been here. So, um, as far as I know, you know, not in the U.S. Um, so, you know, it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, you know, I guess uh, like climbing Mount Everest. You know, it's, 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 it's exactly probably like that. Um, and so what did Adam say? You know, I'm, I'm interested. Oh, no, it, it, it's like, hey, you know, we keep an eye on him and such. And I said, so you guys taking shots at my guy and his big three? And he's like, no, I don't know where he got that from. And I'm like, 
Well, Cube don't throw shit out there like that unless there's something to the thing here. And he was saying, no, that was just some of our executives saying that, you know, they're copying some of the things that we do. And, you know, they're we're, we're trying to form a, a big three league to ourselves. And I was like, really? So Cube, he was very vague. And I've known Adam since I was, he's from Connecticut and I've known him for like, I don't know, 35 years. And for him to be vague like that, what's the beef between big three and NBA now? You know, I have no idea. You know, maybe we started off on the wrong foot. But at the end of the day, you know, this league is here. You know, to me, it would be uh, a travesty if the NBA started a league uh, to compete with the big three. Uh, you know, it's like they already have five on five. Um, so it, it's just, um, you know, who knows? You know, we think we're complimentary. You know, I'm going to continue to be a fan of the NBA, you know, um, and hopefully they'll – see the light they'll they'll realize you know um treating the big three like we don't exist and you know telling you know people that's uh interested in being uh, involved in the big three that you know basically you know you're involved with the nba you know like it's just to me um just the ugly part of this whole sports business. You know, at the end of the day, we got some fans want, and uh, we support them. They should support us. But if they don't, we still here. Year five, with or without. Are they telling players once they retired not to join the big three? I don't think so. You know, it's it's not with players. Because when they're done with them, they're probably done with them. But it's more sponsors, media. Behind the scenes, you know, um, people who should be all over us, you know, if they got a relationship with the NBA, most of the time they they come in real hard and they back out just as hard. And, you know, you can't tell us that we don't have the hottest sport in the summer. And so, um, you know, we'll persevere and – you know, we asked to be a part of it at this point in time. One day we won't be asking. <laughs> Cube, I'll tell you what I love what you do. You know, these players build up, and you know this in the music industry and being a film star, you build this brand up and you build this logo up and you build this aura about yourself up. And for professional athletes, I don't know if it's maybe similar to the music industry, because your music lives forever. But the athlete, it just dies when he is done. It's done. I mean, that guy, you don't see him ever again. You kind of give these guys another vehicle to keep that going and make some extra dough off it. And all the years that they put into that, it's not just about dribbling a basketball. It's also about building that brand up. And this is another vehicle for that. Do you see it that way too? Man, Dan, you see it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, these guys get a chance to keep their profile high. Um, and it it uh, opens the door for other opportunities. You know, I, I've seen, you know, from Clyde Drexler to Rick Berry to, you know, uh, Dr. J, you know, all these guys, uh, even some of our guys that play, you know, getting 
you know, spots uh, as, you know, sitting behind the desk, analyzing. Um, it keeps your profile up so you can, you know, continue to make a living off your name. And, and, um, and with the big three, you know, your game too, because, you know, if you come out here and do your thing, we're going to treat you like a superstar. Um, and if the world don't, we will. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's like if you do your thing, you will continue to, to rise. And your, your basketball career ain't over just because one league says you're done. You know, calling these guys retired players is a joke. These guys are, you know, they they current players. Some of them play all over the world. And um, so at the end of the day, when you come to the big three, you know when you're done. You know what I'm saying? You like, you yeah. know when it's time and you go out on your own terms. And that's really what it's all about. You, you, know, you know, Cube, your league reminds me of the old ABA. It, 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 there's an ABA flair to it. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a star power to it that when I was a young kid, I wasn't really an NBA guy because I'm watching Dr. J with the Nets going, pumping that thing through there, man. You know, I mean, watching Malone too when he played for the Squires and such, man. I mean, I was an ABA guy and there's, there's kind of a flair to it. All right, let me ask you this question now about the NBA here. Mount Rushmore, listen to this, folks. Mount Rushmore for Cube. Magic, Wilt, MJ, and Kobe. No LeBron. I don't know, man. That's a little – what's up? No LeBron. <laughs> no LeBron, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think – look, LeBron is – Or Shaq. Extremely, you know, they extremely dominant, you know. Um, but everybody I mentioned, to me – uh, changed the game and uh, and took the game to another level. Um, so, you know, I, I put Kobe in there because Kobe played in 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 both eras. You know, yeah. he played in the you know one on one hand checking era, so to speak, and then the zone era too. And he was still he was still able to be champions in both eras. Um, and, you know, Wilk to me was just, you know, like, uh, a phenomenon, you know, kind of like Shaq, uh, was, you know, Shaq is a phenomenon too. You know, the problem, the problem I'm having is Mount Rushmore only got four heads up there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, Shaq would definitely be up there and LeBron, you know, LeBron is a phenomenal player, you know, once in a lifetime player. You know, I think uh, the era he's playing in hurts him a little bit. But at the end of the day, you can't take nothing away from him. And, you know, if one head fall off, I'll put his up there. I'll tell you this, man. I tell people this all the time about Wilt. You'll never see 50 and 25 as long as you live. I don't care who you are, man. This guy averaged 50 points and 25 boards for a season. And... In 47, 45, 48, I mean, nobody was Chamberlain. Like you said, a five-second rule was created for him. And that leads me to another guy, too, that's playing right now. What's your spin on what's your spin on Curry? If he wins his fourth title, Cube, in eight years, he's redefined perimeter shooting. 
you know, I guess if Jerry West had the three-point line, we'd be talking about Jerry West as well, you know. That wasn't something they did. I had Rick Barry a couple days on the show, and Rick goes, Jerry West could do that too. But, Shane, you know, you know, Curry has, has re, redefined that position. What's your spin on him? You know, the same, you know, him, Iverson, you know, these guys came in and, you know, took the game to another level and changed the game. And you got to put guys high on the list of basketball greats when their style changes the game forever. And, um, you know, there's no going back. You know, kids are shooting. You know, kids are shooting from the locker room right now. So um, he cha- he's a game changer. And whenever somebody is a game changer, that means he's making a major impact on the game. And you cannot discredit that in any way, shape, or form. Two last questions for you, Cube. Okay, let's see here. Snoop is now also part of Big Three. Am I right And what I'm saying that? Yeah. Is he now – have you brought he's him a, in as a priority or, or as a minority owner? Yeah, he, he, uh, he in, in, a, in a group with a, with a cool guy. And, and, and look, they bought the bivouac. So – <laughs> um, he, he'll be, you know, we'll, we'll as soon as they, if they get, the, if they, if they happen to lose, we'll hear from him for sure. Uh, you know, right now he's on the island, you know, what I mean, with his family, salute. And uh, but when he get back, and if there's any L's on the, on the board, you'll hear from Snoop. Say, what, hey, what the the ownership of Death Row? How does that affect uh, your relationship? Anything there with that there at all? Your relationship with with Snoop and all? Because, again, I know that was after the fact there and what you guys were doing at NWA. But, you know, I mean, just just for you and where you are right now, because I'm looking at this Snoop Cube E40, Too Short. um, That album dropped on June 7th. I mean, how's it doing? Obviously, you guys are all collaborating. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all love. Like, you know, I never had an issue with Death Row, you know, um, even back in the day. And, uh, you know, Snoop getting, get, acquiring it, you know, what what bad can happen out of that? You know what I mean? So um, salutes to him for being able to acquire that. Uh, we got we got our release right now through uh, Gala Games, Gala Music, uh, as NFTs, because there's perks and other things that come with the music. And uh, we'll release it to the general public. Uh, we got we got a surprise for everybody when it comes to Mount Westmore. Man, I love those guys, man. That's a great – finally here, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your Raiders getting Devontae Adams. Hey, man, I'll tell you, you get Josh McDaniel in the room, I say coaches – I say coaches, Cube, are better their second time around because they learn by mistakes their first time. And what he uh, didn't learn in Denver – I think this is going to be a pretty good uh, stop for him with the Raiders. Your take on it? Yeah, you know, he got you know, coming in with that chip on his shoulder. A lot to prove. Uh, going against uh, the team that fired him two times a year. Some motivating. You know, but his, his work is cut out for him. The AFC West, it ain't no joke, man. You know, it's, it's, it's looked like the hardest division it is. in football. And so – 
we need all the weapons we can get. You know, hopefully he got some cleats if we need him to play because, <laughs> God damn, you know, it's, it's, it might be a little rough in there. Um, for, for, for India, you know, those teams are going to beat each other up and um, we'll see who come out on top. So, you know, I like our chances. You know, I like what the Raiders are doing, the moves they're making. They know they have to make big moves. Hey, where, where can people get the Big Three schedule? Uh, the website, obviously, too, over on your social media, too, over on your um, your your Twitter page, too. You've got all the schedules up there, everything getting ready to drop. Hey, yeah. happy birthday Go to you, Get the you, Big man. Three app, too. Get the Big Three app. Big Three app, too. Happy birthday to you, Cube, and thank you for doing this, man. I mean, you know what I think of you, man? I know. Hey, the, the rock is like this. Ask him what it's like to start a league because he's pulling his hair out <laughs> with this XFL. Hey, he's tell like him this. to give he me goes, a call, hey, man. I will because, hey, we're boys. And he goes like, Sills, ask him, please. I go, hey, man, every time I ask Cube about the league, he goes, he goes, hey, man, I, it, there's a call every second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of moving parts and um, a lot of resistance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Tell him to give me a call, and, um, you know, I'll chop it up with him. No problem. You got it. Cube, thank you so much, my friend. Happy birthday, and have a great day, man. Thank you, man. That's my Appreciate man, Ice Cube, man. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Ice Cube, man. Yeah, hey, starting a league does not look easy, right? That was really nice of him to come aboard with us on his birthday. Hey, don't forget, Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. That means this, okay? If you're hurt or injured on the job, Finding an attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly do. And getting that attorney to represent you and your family to get that fair compensation is important for the people. It's not a slogan. It is who they are. It is what they do. They've collected over $13.5 billion, $13.5 billion in the last 30 years with over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, Florida, and across the country. They're ready to do battle for you. There's no such thing as a fender bender. Call them, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Steals. Please do me a favor and hit the like button. You see, Big Friss. Okay, I'm a man of the people. Chris is going, put Ice Cube on, then you put Lord Brunson on. Or you put Philly 500 on. I'm a man of the people. Just so you know. You don't have to be the biggest guys on the planet or the biggest names. I'm a man of the people, Chris. Unlike Angelo. Unlike Mike. Unlike Richie, unlike Kincaid, I'm a man of the people. Remember that. I welcome all on the program. If you bring some content to Big Sales, we're ready to rock. Sorry, man. I'm just saying it's a drop-off. Really, what gave that away? <laughs> well, oh, hey. Hey I'll, hey, I'll make sure I put Snoop and E-40 on the next two days. Okay. Hey, we'll work harder for you, Chris. Jesus criminy. I've had the owner of the Cowboys, which you hated. The general manager of the Steelers, you hated. And when I put Brunson and 500 on, they bring their crew with them, and it's good. Look at me explaining myself like I'm a tool. My daughter caught, hey, by the way, you know, I, I catch myself being a tool sometimes. I'm a man of the people. 
Oh, Nathan, Ice Cube has been a friend of mine for a long time, man. Okay. Is it me or does Sill's eyes look evil today? I'll give you a better look, Junior. Okay. How do I look now? Jesus, man. Okay. Jesus, criminy. <laughs> hey, I'm going to help you out here today. Okay. I'm going to help you guys out today. You guys want to have some breaking news today? All right. So I talked to my boy, John Tortorella. Torch is going to be your coach for the Flyers. Here's now I'm I'm going to tell you a little bit about John Tortorella. <laughs> Let me just tell you about John Tortorella. The interviews for Flyer games just went up a notch. Be prepared to get spectacular sound bites from Flyers games after losses and after wins. Okay? Be prepared. Also, Coach Tortorella is the kind of guy who you take, you know, maybe he's a lot like Sills. You take in moderation. Um, you know, he, he's not a guy that you're going to walk into the locker room and start dictating things. Like if Howie Roseman walked into John Tortorella's locker room, he might pick him up and throw him out. You understand that he punched the owner of the Vancouver Canucks during the NHL finals because he was talking shit to his guys in the locker room. And Tortorella punched him in the hallway. <laughs> he punched the owner of the Canucks. And they they were having an icon. They they should have won that cup, dude. He's one of them guys. Okay, he's great for Philly. Oh my God, is he'll be the best? I'll tell you what. He's a, you guys know who Mike Keenan is. Okay, no 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 Nathan Nathan, it's John Tortorella. It's different hockey. No no no, this is different. He's going to bring a personality to your franchise that you haven't had in a hundred years. You haven't had a guy like this in your building. Lindros was no personality. You haven't had a guy like this in your building in a hundred years. Totorella is going to make everything very interesting. Even if you're a non-hockey fan, trust me when I tell you, I covered him when he was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. On a daily basis, Coach Torts is a no-shit guy. <laughs> and he will call players. He will call people out. He will call officials out. He'll call you out. It's, it's just no-nonsense kind of guy, man. Mike Keenan was like that. War is welcome out all the time. Mike Keenan was the coach in the 80s. Mike Keenan was also the coach in the 94 Rangers. Oh, hey, Randall, it'll be a soundbite haven. He'll, he'll be the, I'll tell you this, Coach Tortorella will be the most popular 
and the most covered coach in Philly. That's not going to give you what Torch is going to give you. Nick Sirianni sure isn't going to give you what Torch is going to give you. And whoever the new manager is going to be for the Phillies, okay? If I were the Phillies, I might take a look at Joe Madden. Oh, my God, can you imagine that, Xander? So I would know the Sixer coach. I would know the Sixer coach, the Flyers coach, and the Phillies coach, a personal friends of mine, if Joe Madden gets that job. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, boy, would that upset everybody. That would upset everybody. Hey, real quick here. Um. Oh, I <laughs> Oh, no, I got a topic for the top of the hour. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've got a topic for the top of the hour, and I've got to write it down. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. So I, I got a response last night from Tyler Van Dyke. And Tyler said this. He goes, Sills, back channels. Do you think, you know, the Eagles would be interested in me? Howie. Bob. Give me a call. Give me a call. I'll hook you up with them. You need a cell number or Mario's. You let me know. Get a call from Mario. Sales. Are you telling the kid the kid could play in Philly? Yeah. You know, me and my guys, they're not sold on Jalen. Jalen's a stopgap. He's like, how do you think he'd be in Philly? Well, I don't know if they got the right coach for him. What do you mean? I go, well, you know. Xander just came up with a great idea, and I'm going to start working my magic here. Oh, 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 my God. I knew it. It's not, I don't know if it's quarterback-related, one above all. See, I'm in the process right now of potentially buying a Ferrari for my football team. You guys are more... Still driving the 1986 BMW with ripped seats. One air conditioning unit working and the other one blows hot air. Eh, you know, that's kind of what you're driving right now. Big Seals is trying to put you in an Aston Martin. 350 grand minimum. No, 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 Chris. Sean Payton, you guys hated. I got somebody better. Yeah, and could I see them making a trade for him? 
Hmm. Could I see that being something that they would trade for? Especially if that thing doesn't work. <laughs> Let me. I'm, I'm talking out loud here. Yeah. So Tyler Van Dyke had about a 20-minute call last night. Sills, um, scouts are down here from Philly. Yeah, they're down there. They got about 10 guys down there that are going to be drafted. 10, 15 guys are going to be drafted off that. There's actually two guys that are going to go in the first round. Offensive tackle's going, and Tyler's going in the first round. Kane's got some people this year. There's going to be some dudes drafted high. Offensive tackle's highly rated. Um, and Van Dyke's people are like, yeah, so mom and dad reached out to me too. Philadelphia's close to where we live in Connecticut. I know. I know, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, still, you're talking out loud. Your camera's on. Oh, I better take a time out then. Yeah, I got a great. Okay. Here, let me check that off there. You're welcome on Tortorella. You're welcome. When he signs, we'll get him on. I'm sure all you will tune out then. <laughs> all right. Man, do I have a great suggestion for Eagle fans. Hit the like button. Top of the hour. I'll unveil it. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour number two, Pittsfield National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys for coming aboard. I really appreciate it. Hey, real quick. So Joe Burrow is going to go into the 2022 season. Then after that, he'll have one more year on his contract. You really think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to pay Joe Burrow $55 million as a starting quarterback in Cincinnati? (laughs) Mike Brown? Mike Brown. Mike Brown from the Bengals are going to pay Jamar Chase $30 million and him $55 million. <laughs> You think Joe Burrow finishes his career in Cincinnati? That's somebody else out there, eventually. There is no way on the planet. No way on the planet. By the way, this isn't my take even. This is just something that I was thinking earlier today. Because I saw that Burrow, this year, then he has, going. he'll go into his final season. And people are starting to already talk about money for him. And there's not a person on the planet who thinks that the Bengals and Mike Brown are going to pay $55 million for Joe Burrow. If I were the Eagles and Howie Roseman, I'd go get that guy. By the way, I wouldn't mind putting $230 million in guaranteed money up for that guy. That guy ain't chasing Instagram whatever's. That guy's chasing a legacy. He's chasing history. That guy wants to be somebody special. He plays with a chip on his shoulder like Brady does. Remember? He was told he wasn't good enough to play at Ohio State. Went to LSU and proved it. Everyone said he shouldn't play in Cincinnati. Well, here's why he shouldn't play in Cincinnati. It's not that he shouldn't play initially in Cincinnati and be the number one overall selection. Say, you ain't getting a second contract with that franchise as the highest paid player. You think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to make him the highest paid player and then the wide receiver, the highest paid wideout when they've never paid any. They had a bitch with Carson Palmer. Chris says, Bengals not letting Burrow go. Come on, really? Will you give me one example, Chris? of them paying a guy top-flight money at any position since the team was founded in 1968. Give me one example, one example, where they have bought a free agent or they've paid for a guy. They didn't want to give Carson Palmer his money. That's how he got to Arizona. He is somebody special. Mike Brown don't give a shit about that, man. That guy cares about making money. 
That's a cash register to the Brown family. Flex, bro would be a legend in Philly, man. He would. Ocho Cinco? Ocho Cinco wasn't the highest paid guy in his position in that city. Never was. Don't pay anybody in that. (laughs) That's a great call. That team made the Super Bowl. I'd like to see what the payrolls are for the Bengals, just to prove my point. Cincinnati Bengals payroll 2022. Joe Burrow makes $3.9 million. He makes the same money that Bryce Young makes at Bama. How you doing? Icky Woods. Here, let me get the monies here for you. Joe Mixon, $11 million. That's a lot for a running back. Actually, some of these, some of these salaries aren't that off the hand. Jamar Chase makes $7 million. Oh, no, here's the base salary. My bad. Here's the base salary. Joe Burrow makes three nine. Jamar Chase makes $825,000. Jamar Chase makes eight twenty five in base salary. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a minute. So, wait. This is more pathetic than I thought. Mixon makes $8 million in base salary. That's pretty, pretty expensive for them. Joe Burrow makes 3.9. Baker Mayfield makes more. Jamar Chase. What's T. Higgins make? One point. T. Higgins makes the same money that Zach Pascal makes. Oh, they, dude, these guys are not going to be in Cincinnati too much longer. No way, man. So wait a minute here. Watch this. I'm gonna show you something here. If you're if you're Howie Roseman, I'm looking over at this shit going. So your quarterback right now is making three nine. Okay. Well, you need to add about thirty five million dollars to that salary. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on. Hey, hey. Jamar Chase makes eight hundred twenty five. You need to add about twenty million to that guy's salary. So right there's $55 million. You think really the Bengals, the Bengals are going to do this. Sales, come on, man. They'll never let him out of there. Well, if I was Joe Burrow's people. Oh, and by the way, so if you franchise tag him, you're going to franchise tag him for 40. You're in it, dude. <laughs> by the time his salary's up, Okay. It's $31 million now, franchise tag. Two years from now, that thing will be $39 million. You're either going to pay him 40 or you're going to have to pay him $55 million. You think the Bengals are really going to do this? Oh, this conversation has to start now. Because if I'm Joe Burrow's people, I'm thinking that. Okay? 
Hertz is going to want 45 million. Good. $45 million for Jalen Hurts, and I'm talking $45 million for Joe Burrow. I don't know. What conversation sounds realistic? A guy who doesn't have an NFL arm or a guy who took his team to the Super Bowl? The Bengals. Come on. Let's stop with that. He'll never make that money. Jalen Hurts will never make over $30 million in his entire career as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Get that out of your head. Would you pay that? What are you, out of your mind? Let's see. what let's, T. Higgins, 1.3. Wow, man. I just go cherry picking off this roster. If I were these agents of these players on this Bengals team, I know my, you're not paying T. Higgins either. Got to make a choice between Higgins and Chase. If I were the Eagles, man, I'd be sitting back going like this. Joe Burrow will be available in two years. I Could I keep Jalen Hurts for two years? Shit, I might even go get me some Baker Mayfield. Okay. Just enough to get me to Burrow. Or what are these quarterbacks next year? They are paying now, I agree. Lee, man. Lee, Jalen Hurts will never make $30 million in his entire life. Absolutely not. Okay, let me ask you this. Let's do this to be fair to Jalen here. How much money do you think Baker Mayfield is going to make when he signs eventually with his new team? How much do you think he's going to make? 20 million bucks? No. This guy was the number one pick. <laughs> How much do you think he's going to make? Michael, can you imagine having a guy like Joe Burrow in this offense with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? You would have. And Dallas Goddard, you will have and would have 3,000-yard receiving guys. Deshante, so Hurts doesn't have an NFL arm? Absolutely not. He's never shown it. Ever. When has he? He didn't show it in college, and he hasn't shown it so far in the NFL. What are you looking at? You think that's an NFL arm when you watch Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and all the rest of these guys, even Lamar. Lamar led the NFL in touchdown passes. Are you crazy? Yeah. Thirteen million. You you think Baker Mayfield's going to make thirteen million? That's a lot, probably. Okay. Now he's arm is weak, Charles. No, his arm's not weak. He's not accurate. Charles, no. He's not accurate. He's never been. (laughs) This is like having a conversation with people that live in denial. It's kind of like telling people that the economy is doing really great when everybody knows it when they go to the gas pump. That's not true. 
<laughs> I don't know. Food prices through the roof. Hey, everybody's, isn't this a great life? There's no debating that then. If you don't, if you don't know that by now, I didn't say he couldn't win games, but don't confuse yourself with being an NFL arm. That guy's never been accurate. Seals, you see the going rate for quarterbacks, Lee. That's something I got. That's something I got to work on, Lee. That is something I got to work on. Seals, you seen that Arizona game hurts his rookie season? Wow. Yeah, I know, man. I missed that one game in his rookie season. I missed it. Yeah. I saw all the rest of them, like the Giant game. Last year. <laughs> I missed that Arizona game. Did they win? Oh, good night, oh my. What are your expectations for Hurts? To win a lot of games this year. Deshante, watch this. To win a lot of, you know, that's a great take. What's my expectations? I told you, you're going to win the NFC. You're going to win a lot of games. He's not going to be good enough to keep his gig. They're going to get another quarterback. They're going to upgrade the position, and they're going to move on. They want a pro prototype arm. He ain't it. But he's good enough to win right now. Just It's going to be played out the same way it was played out in Cleveland. They were very, com they were very comfortable, Okay. 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 Yeah. If uh, Xander says if they win the NFC, they're paying Jalen. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if they don't make a quarterback switch to upgrade the position. Know that they do better at that position. Okay. That guy has never won a big game in his life. Don't make one up. He came in a relief of Tua, and that's it. He's never won a big game in his life. Don't make one up. Don't make one up. The quarterbacks that I'm talking about, okay? Okay? The, hey, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has won an NFC championship in a Super Bowl. He's a two-time-in-a-row MVP of the league. He's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. He's a quarterback that has a differential and in interceptions to touchdowns like nobody else in NFL history. He's more talented than Brady throwing the football. He is. Brady's got the resume. Brady's the better quarterback. I'm not the only guy that says that. Okay. I'm not the only guy. <laughs> this is almost exactly the same scenario that was played out in Cleveland. They were very comfortable going forward with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. Well, what happened? They were very comfortable. That's why they picked the option up. That $18 million option was picked up because why? Jimmy Haslam and Andrew Berry 
we're very comfortable and all of a sudden the option of going with him in the future they were probably going to give him a contract extension too probably three years not five very comfortable what happened in the process Deshaun Watson came loose and with all the shit and all the thing and by the way the number one overall pick investment that the Browns made in that guy, not just the equity of the money that they've paid him so far, but the fact he was the number one overall pick. So you have the draft assets and you have the money that they piled on Baker Mayfield. They were going to go with him. What happened? They had a chance to upgrade the position. Same thing in Philly. That'll happen in Philly. Same thing. If you get a chance to upgrade your position, when when Cliff Kingsbury went into Arizona and saw what they had, they had drafted Josh Rosen with a first-round pick. And when Cliff Kingsbury saw him, he went, that ain't it. They went into the next year's April draft. How many times have you ever seen a franchise do this. Marina goes, Hertz was 70 cent, 70% completion at Oklahoma in a conference where no one plays defense. Okay. I played defense in the Big 12. Nobody does. Nobody. Taking Hertz over Burrow. <laughs> That's like saying, hey, give me the rock instead of the apple. I'll eat the rock. (laughs) Um, Okay. Brian says that Foles won a chip. Brad Johnson, I never said that he couldn't win. I've been saying that to you. There's guys all over the league that are going to win. You guys talk about how much Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Jimmy Garoppolo is a prime example of it. Garoppolo's not a frontline guy, according to you guys. He's just a dude, even though he's 36 and 16. Or whatever the hell that number is. Been to a bunch of NFC championship games. Actually, been to a Super Bowl. But you think he's a bum. <laughs> okay. I want Jalen to equal what Jimmy Garoppolo, before you call Garoppolo a bum. I want you to do me a favor. Have your guy equal what he's done first. And let's not forget something. Kyle Shanahan has a losing record without Jimmy Garoppolo starting for him in San Francisco. That's a fact. He's 8-28. and 28. Carl, Carl, I'm talking about the team's success. Negative? How is it negative that I'm talking about upgrading positions and looking out what's best for the team? So you think me looking out what's best for the team is negative. That's your own assessment of what I'm saying here then. And if it's landing like that, that's a you thing. I'm not loyal to anybody on this football team. And nor is Howie Roseman. Nor is any general manager that's worth his salt. Nor is any head coach. Hollis Thomas told you yesterday, Andy Reid, Andy Reid wasn't loyal to Tariq Hill. 
He had no loyalty to him. They didn't even really put a contract on the table for him. They were going to just let him roll. Shouldn't he have been loyal to him? Guy was a legendary chief. Nope. Let him roll. Should the Raiders have been loyal to Khalil Mack? Dude, nobody. Should the 49ers have been loyal to Joe Montana in the end after winning four Super Bowls? They traded him to Kansas City. You're under some notion that these GMs, who's my guy? (laughs) What, are you crazy? They tell you that in public so that you want to hear it because that's what you want to hear. But behind closed doors, hey, let me ask you this. You think Howie Roseman was loyal to Doug Peterson after delivering a Super Bowl? There's one guy you should have been completely loyal to. How many times did Howie come out and talk shit on him? And how many times did Doug Peterson come out on a Monday press conference or a Tuesday press conference and fall on the sword for the front office? Shouldn't he have been loyal to him? You know how their loyalty was? They were undermining him and they fired him. That's loyalty? Okay. Yeah, all right. Deshante says, so Sills, I'll give it. So Sills, you think if Hurts wins a division and wins a playoff game, the organization will start another quarterback. Well, let me give you an example. Can I, can I give you another example? It just happened last year. Jimmy Garoppolo took his team to the playoffs, went to Green Bay, actually first went to, went to Dallas. Knock the Cowboys out. Then he goes to Green Bay in horrific weather. And they knock him out. Aaron Rodgers, who Xander was just talking about. He gets hurt. They take his job from him to an unproven trade lance. Yeah. It happens every year. Yeah. They've been trying to replace Garoppolo in San Francisco for the last three years. And you know what's even crazy about that conversation going on there? They're still not sold that that's the right move. They're telling you all the stupid things that you're hearing at Eagle Camp about Jalen, about trade Lance for a reason. Helmets and shorts. Oh, my God. The guy, man, he looks great. The ball's spinning. This guy's ready to rock. Everybody who knows anything about OTAs, that's coach talk and media talk for the people. You know in their hearts, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going, (laughs) yay, man, we moved this guy off. Why are people saying that the 49ers will take a step backwards if they yank out Garoppolo and put Trey Lance? You were just in the NFC Championship game for a third time in four years with Jimmy G. I could give you numerous stuff. Bill Walsh purposely brought in high-level backups to make everyone uneasy about their position. It's competition, and that's correct. Eagle says, you're just mad because he uses his legs. What's your problem? He's not an accurate quarterback. That's my problem. Howie never publicly dissed Doug. Huh. He just fired him publicly. There must have been no dust up then at all. 
Carl says Andy is a snake in the grass. I, you know, I, I've heard two former players say it. How much is Jimmy G making? DeShante, $25 million. $25 million. Think about that on the market value today for a guy that's won like he's won. They are not giving Hertz a big contract if he's average, plain and simple. Manster, I think he could be average, protect the football a little better this year, and I still think they can win 11 ball games and go far. That football team right now, here, let me, let me be as open as I can with you. And by the way, I'm being sales right now. Let me be as open as I can with you. If the Eagles get a lead on you, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. If they get up on you by 10 points and all of a sudden they start turning around, running a rock on you, and that defense has improved like we think, you're in trouble this year. That's what I'm banking on. I think the defense has improved enough where, get this, you're going to cause a lot more three and outs and you're not going to see those those 88% completion percentages, at least you better not, or Derek Carr at 90%. That's going to make it difficult if the Eagles have a lead on you. But if the opposing team has a lead on the Eagles, you have no chance of coming back. Zero. And to your luck, the only teams that throw the ball prolifically on your schedule are the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know what the Cardinals offense is going to look like. I'm assuming with Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins – and Zach Ertz, they're going to try to throw the ball 38 times a game. So I would – the Cowboys are a prolific offense. They were number one in offense last year. So line, so Vikings, Cardinals, Cowboys. I believe the Colts, I think, but then it's Jonathan Taylor. Packers are a prolific offense. So you're looking at Cowboys twice, Vikings, Cardinals, Packers. I don't know the Colts. The Colts are still want to run the ball. Which Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jonathan Taylor. They're still going to want to do that. Hertz is like Alex Smith, limited, can't make all the throws. You replace him like, hey, Flex, that's funny you should say that. Didn't the didn't um Jim Harbaugh replace Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco? And didn't Andy Reid, even though Alex Smith had taken the team to the playoffs, didn't he replace him with Patrick Mahomes the next year? Didn't he? So this notion that if you win a playoff game, your job is secure, 
if the organization doesn't think that you're enough at that position, that they won't upgrade. What do you think this is? Like, you, you sign some, like, some sort of, like, like, deal with people that you're my buddy now? This isn't a buddy deal. This is about winning games and having the best. Let me tell you something about Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb was a success for about seven years in in, in Philadelphia. There wasn't a year I, I can't remember in his prime that I went like this. Philly's not in the mix to win the NFC. Okay. You'll be hard prepped. The only reason you could say that now is because the NFC's down. You wouldn't say that if Breeze and Brady and all the rest of these guys were all in their primes. Because he's not he's not one of those guys. What up, Spa? And by the way, I'm not really look, I think you're 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 taking it personal on the kid. I'm talking about the team. This team right now is getting better and better and better and better. And the only way you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I will tell people in broadcasting this all the time. Because you know what's funny? Sometimes when we have these debates, and I'm talking to Alexander or whomever or people in my business, you know what's funny? They'll sit here and tell me that you think if this guy does this and this, um, you, you think they're not going to bring him back. It's funny in my business. Every year, a guy has great success, and he still gets changed out for someone who they think is better. Yeah, but he got great ratings, and he brought great revenue. Yeah, well, we think he's better. <laughs> it's funny. People in my business, sometimes when they hear me talking like this, don't apply it on how they look at their own business. Radio business is notorious for that. Hey, man, you're really great. And you get replaced next year. Man, I had eight shares, and I brought in $100,000 100, a month. <laughs> okay. Manster says, I hope the Saints do hard. Yeah. Manster, you hope that, that that Saints organization didn't get it right at quarterback because Jameis Winston, I'm going to be interested to see, Okay. I'm going to be interested to see if he rebounds and how much he learned sitting behind Drew Brees. He was 5-2 and two before he got hurt last year. Who do you – hey, you know what? I got a great I, – I, I, I don't even know if I should throw it out now. Xander gave me an idea for a topic. I'm not even sure I should go there now with it. Mahomes is just a freak, though. Yeah, but nobody saw that when he was at Texas Tech. Okay? Nobody saw that when he was at Texas Tech. Absolutely not. Nobody even remotely got close to it. I do want to talk about Sirianni. When I come back out of the timeout here and give you guys some thoughts here on him and what he has to – hey, and by the way, know this. Don't you guys write goals out for yourself each year? Or do you just see? I do. I write goals out, and I try to hit some of these goals every year. Organizations do, and that's where I kind of got it from. Was from my playing days. Coaches would put these objectives or goals that you have that you want to hit. 
you 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 go about your business building your your life, your team, your year towards trying to reach these particular benchmarks that you have in your life. Okay? Don't you think that too, that every position on the Eagles, they have an expectation? Why shouldn't you? You should expect to win a title every year. You should expect your quarterback to be an elite guy. You should expect to be constantly in contention for a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to have a team that competes. You don't get patted on the back for showing up to work. You don't. Nobody pats you on the back for that. That's not a way to live your life or build a team. Hey, congratulations for working hard and showing up to work. That took no athleticism. We're talking about all the things that have nothing to do with winning games. Crazy. Hey, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, folks, do me a favor. Give them a call. If you're in need of an attorney, they're going to tell you this all the time. There's no such thing as a fender bender when you call Morgan & Morgan. I've known John Morgan for over 25 years, and folks at Morgan & Morgan have been doing things for their clients no other firm has, and they've built it up into the biggest law firm in the country, 800 strong when it comes to Morgan & Morgan. Offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, all across the country makes Morgan & Morgan not only the biggest company when it comes to casualty and, uh, law firms, it, they're the law firm that goes to battle for you each and every single time. For the people is just not a slogan. This is who they are. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. Do me a favor. When you call them, tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the odds. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
action news, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Coach Boy Big Skill. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. So I saw Deshaun Watson defending himself. You can't win this in the court of public opinion. Every time he says this, I'm innocent. I have never disrespected a woman. I did not assault a woman. All the verbiage that he's been using. What's the point? You can't publicly acknowledge anything. Because if you do, Tony Busby, the attorney for those women, are going to run right into a courtroom and go like this. See, Your Honor, it's an admission of guilt. So him addressing that, I get it, man. I get it. You want to tell your story, whatever that is and wherever that lands, okay? But it's not going to land where you think people are going to be on your side because let's just do this. At worst, you look like a creep. When we were talking about Ben Simmons and him like trolling around on Instagram for baby suit models, I don't know, dude. We're talking about him working on a jump shot. I don't know what this guy's thinking. It won't ever land right. People will make their own assessment up. And I know, you know what the worst thing is probably for Deshaun? He can't really tell his side of the story. Because everything that he uses and says would be used against him if it got into a claims court. And all of a sudden, he has to sit there and defend some of the statements he's making. So he has to sit there and defend himself like that. But he said something that was very interesting in that press conference. You know what that was? He said this. You know, I'm sorry that my teammates have to answer this. That's my problem with it, too. I don't want to answer for some other man's behavior. That's not for me. I, I I used to just be like, man, why are you talking to me about some guy getting arrested? Well, don't you know Michael Irvin? 
Michael is his own. It's funny, you know, my daughter used to ask me about those questions when Sapp and Michael Irvin would get arrested. And I used to tell her my answer used to be this. Now, this is when I wasn't working in the media. And this is when I was on the other side of the mic. I used to tell people this. It's not my concern. Those guys are big boys. Those guys understand what the collateral damage is. I'm not making any assessment at all. It's not my place. It's not my life. Stop asking me. But they won't. Because reporters are, you know, they're the lowest form of people. Because they want a story and they don't care. And they'll make a, nowadays, they'll make a narrative up. Even when you say something to them. Have you been watching this whole thing with Tom Brady? When we had Bruce Arians on the program, and we asked the question if Bruce Arians would still be coaching the Buccaneers if Tom Brady had stayed retired. And he said, yeah. Well, now it's going around there like Tom Brady and Bruce Arians have been lying, and they're still with the same story that there's some sort of bad blood between the two, which is furthest from the truth. It's not the truth. It is a complete lie, but no one cares about the truth. That's my point with Deshaun Watson here. Bro, man, you, you, you're you never going to win that. You're never in a million years going to win that. Why give the media anything to, to like claw onto? I mean, hey, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll give you guys credit for one thing. I didn't think Michael Vick was going to survive in Philadelphia. Uh, when he signed with Philly, I can't tell you. And as I've told you before, I broke that story. I could not believe it was Philly. I thought it was going to be someplace in Carolina. I thought it was going to be someplace like in Jacksonville, someplace in the South, someplace, you know, like New Orleans behind. I don't know. I did not think it was going to be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with the fan base that you guys have that that guy was going to survive that. I did not. Somehow, Michael Vick walked into that place, and you know what he did? He took accountability for his actions. And let's not forget something. You know why I admire Vick? Let me tell you why I admire Vick. He did his time at Leavenworth, okay? And by the way, I don't forget what he did because I'm an animal guy, okay? I don't forget it. I'm not sure I really forgive it. But personally for me, I think people have an opportunity to right their ship. I give a guy an opportunity. Hey, are those going to be chapters in his life that he can't ever rip out? Absolutely. But I think Michael Vick is adding good chapters to his book. Everybody's got those shitty chapters in their book. You can't rip them out. Some people think today by tearing statues down or doing whatever that you can rip chapters of American history or people's lives out and you'll forget it for whatever reason. It's not true. You can't. This guy, Deshaun Watson, needs to understand that. Bro, this is a part of your life. You need to start putting good chapters in your book. There's a lot of people that revere you and respect you. Okay? A lot of people. But right now, you're in the part of your your book and your story, it's not a good place. And defending yourself like that, okay, not good. Urban loves strippers too. 
Carl says, never talk to the media. No, Carl, can I tell you something, Carl, that every athlete I give them advice to? Can I tell you what I tell them? And I probably shouldn't be telling you this. Do you know what I tell them to do? Lie to the media. Paint the craziest picture that you could possibly paint to keep them off the trail of your life and away from things that matter. Because at the end of the day, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. Now, some like D Gun make these guys their friends. I make some of them my friends. There's some of the good people in the world that are in our business that are good folks. There's a reason why Derek Gunn gets good people on his program. There's a reason why I could call Ice Cube anytime I want and get him on my program. There's a reason for that. You guys all know that. And then there's some folks that just don't give a shit. They'll make whatever they have to up about an athlete. And when Vic came to Philly, I, I was like, I, I, I know how he's going to get around all those Vipers. Okay. Chris says he did the, he did the time paid his debt to society. Yeah. Don't judge people. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chris, that's not something that's easily done nowadays. Everybody's like judging like those golfer guys who gives a shit what they're doing. Who cares? How is that important to you? Oh, it's important to the PGA because now they got some heat on their turf. Because the, you know why the PGA hates that live golf uh, tournament? You know why they hate them? Because it's competition to them. Big salaries. Um, appearance fees. They hate them because they're on their turf. It's competition. It's like when the USFL first started and the NFL and them went back and forth with the old AFL competition and so you know what they're doing they're throwing a narrative out that those guys are bad guys and the guys on the pga tour are wearing the white hats and the guys on the live tour are wearing the black hats oh these guys are taking scumbag money this and that whatever guy whatever the pga tour golf do you know that golf was the national sport for nazi germany their history's not all that great either so don't come off like you're a high and mighty or something like that. It's so preposterous to hear people talk about what people should do in their lives and how they should spend their money or how they should make their money. It's absolutely ridiculous. Big Sills, do you think Tua is more accurate than Mahomes? <laughs> hey, I'm glad you put there LMAO because I was, I was going to kill you for that. Of course I do not. I think Tua is more accurate than Jalen. And you know whose word I'm going to take on that? Nick Saban's. Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of the Texan or the uh, Texas Longhorns. I'm going to take those two guys' words. Okay? And actions. I'm sure glad Philly wanted, waited a few years after Vic, to be nicknamed underdogs. Ugh. Wow. Hey, keep the jokes at Dave Chappelle, brother. <laughs> yeah. 
Chris says the way that Sims and Florio going at Del Rio is sickening. You know what, though, Chris? I said it yesterday. Jack Del Rio brought that on himself. Okay? He did. If you've got a political opinion, watch this. If somebody comes out and says they're a Trump supporter or MAGA, why do that? Why? Why inflame a situation that you know will inflame it? Why would you say that? Why would you wear a MAGA hat to piss someone off? Maybe that's what you like doing. Jack Del Rio's the DC of the Washington Commanders. What's the point of talking about January 6th? In Washington, 70% African-American in that community around that stadium. And you're doing that? Why? Because you're not thinking. You're not thinking. Hey, nobody's debating his contacts. Stupidity. He's getting shit on. I'll tell you this. I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's the defensive coordinator by the start of the season. We can only hope because chaos in Washington continues. Okay? Manster goes like this. Your tongue can get you canned. Well, let me put, put it to you this way, Manster. Take it from me. <laughs> it sure can. You could say a dumb thing on the air and someone put the narrative out there that you meant it. And you can get fired over it. Carl says freedom of speech. Not in an NFL locker room. No such thing. You're trying to motivate and inspire in a locker room. Not divide. When you talk politics or religion, you divide. Nobody's on a common ground with both those topics. Why bring them up? Makes no sense. I have a right to say it. Yeah, you do. On your own dime. Not in an NFL locker room. Not in a place of work. Because why would why would you want to upset somebody in the room? Even though you may have the facts. Hey, today the facts. Nobody gives a shit about the facts. Roster comparison between Philly and Miami. Which quarterback is under more pressure? Uh, we kind of did this a couple days ago. Um, Tua was the fifth pick. Jalen was the second round pick. You're the fifth pick, and we're talking about that? I think the kid Tua in Miami just spent all that money, too, for a wideout. I get they spent the money, but Tua's make Tua's the fifth pick in the draft. Versus Jalen Hurts being taken in the second. Who do you think? See, to me, Jalen is an inexpense. He's an inexpensive move off of. Do you understand that? If you move off him, it costs you nothing but a second rounder. You move off the Tua, you're moving off the fifth pick. Same thing like I'm talking about with, with Baker Mayfield. Dude, you move off of Baker Mayfield, you're moving off the number one overall pick. And if he get, he's going to get moved, either cut or moved. And if he gets cut, 
the number one pick was cut four years, whatever it is, five years prior to him being taken number one all overall. The player's not feeling that he said, feeling what he said. Without the hip, Tua would have been number one, right? I believe so. I believe so. Depending on who they get to replace Hurts. And see, Flex, that's the point here. You think I'm randomly going to take some guy like that guy Richardson from Florida and replace Jalen with him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The same way Andy Reid was not going to replace Alex Smith with just some dude. It had to be Patrick Mahomes. Tim Tebow beat Ben Roethlisberger in a playoff game. And with all the love that he was getting in Denver, only one guy could have took his his job. That was Peyton Manning. Okay, that was Peyton Manning. And by the way, do you ever notice why Peyton Manning doesn't seemingly have a lot of love for the Colts? You know why that is? He's got an ass with the way Jim Irsay treated him on the way out the door. They're talking about Peyton Manning being part of that new ownership with the mall marts and having a place in the organization in Denver. He lives in Denver. He made his name in Indianapolis. He don't look at himself as a Colt. Even though he talks like that, he's like, hey, I want to play with the He's a Bronco. He loves the fact that he played for the Denver Broncos. He had an ass with the way that he was, he was replaced by Andrew Luck. He was coming back from that injury. Colts didn't want him. So think about that for a minute. Peyton Manning got injured. They tanked that year to get Andrew Luck, and they kicked Peyton Manning out of the building. They kicked him out. And you're telling me you don't think Howie, even if this kid does well this year, would think about upgrading the position or drafting a guy in the first round and still having Jalen on the team. Remember, Jalen's only making one, two. He's not an expensive guy. Then you could trade him to somebody, too, if it just doesn't work out. He's in the catbird seat with Jalen Hurts. And by the way, for the record, Howie doesn't want him to fail. Howie wants to continue to have him have success and continue to get better. He surely does. He can't lose in this unless he flops. Unless he flops. Okay? He really can't. Peyton then won a ring in Denver. He sure did. He sure did. He was on the bus. Wasn't him driving that bus, but he was on the bus. Was that Denver defense? Von Miller was the MVP. He was on the bus, got himself a ring. Congratulations. He did get benched too that year for Brock Osweiler. They put him back in, rightfully so. Okay, rightfully so. Was Xander. Xander. That defense was like right there with like 2,000 Ravens and the Bucks 02 team. 
a defense. And get this, John Elway built that bitch. But John Elway, the Paxton Lynches, the Brock Osweilers, all the crappy-ass quarterbacks, he has the Drew Locks. You talk about failing at the quarterback position. John Elway was t- – hey, if you think how at least Howie took Foles whatever round he was in, fourth, fifth, or sixth, whatever it was, and Foles got him a Super Bowl, Peyton Manning, I mean, was the only thing that John Elway did right on offense at quarterback. Stats says Howie and the regime did say the NFL will have two quarterbacks on the field that once one day. Hurts and Dick? We'll see. I don't believe that'll happen. I don't think you can win. I think you're going to still win in this league with people like Joe Burrow. There's no getting around it. We are now – do you know why Josh Allen and people like that are so important? Because of salary cap. You lose O-linemen, Josh Allen can cover some of that stuff. He can cover some of that. Because true drop-back guys can't. Okay? Guys that run around can. They can cover it. All right, I want to reset. I got another topic, too. I haven't hit on it yet, and I want to hit on it. It's about Nick Sirianni. Please hit the like button. Hour three coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. 
To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour number three, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Thanks for coming aboard. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Getting ready to really start to see, I think, a lot of excitement getting built up for this 2022 NFL season, especially in Philadelphia. I'm going to be – how about this? I'm going to be interested in these cities this year for football. New England – I'm going to be interested in Philly, Dallas, Los Angeles, both teams, San Fran, New Orleans, Miami, Green Bay, Cincinnati. Maybe the biggest, Cleveland, right? Buffalo for sure. Okay, Buffalo for sure, right? Jacksonville, I don't think a lot of people have eyeballs on that city, but I know that I will because of Doug Peterson being there. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to that. I am. You know, it's it's. before I get going here, I'm going to reset here some of the topics that we were hitting on here, but I also want to throw another thing out here about Nick Sirianni here. Um, Lamar Jackson showed up to uh, – to OTAs and there's like an energy in the building when he shows up and they said there was like an energy and every time he steps on the field, that's what you want your quarter. You know what too? Here, let me do this for you. And not to compromise what I've been saying today, but Jalen Hurts brings that. He brings an energy to the building. He, he, he totally does. There's an energy about him. You know, you know what? I always say this to you about certain guys, and you know the guys that you walk into a room. There's certain people that walk into the room, and they own it. And then there's certain people that walk into the room, you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't wait to get the hell out of here and not around that guy. There's just people that have those personalities that kind of like, you know, everybody wants to be around. Brady's like that. Xander says, Cleveland going to end up boring again when Watson gets suspended all year. Man, that whole thing and how it is playing out right now. You know, here, you want to hear something crazy? Let me ask you this question before we move on here. Um, knowing what you know now, would you still make the $230 million guaranteed deal for Deshaun Watson if you're the Cleveland Browns? No.
would you would you still make the deal for Deshaun Watson if you're Cleveland? Smile says yes. Ryan, no. Carl, no. Manster, no. If Watson didn't have legal issues, then yes. You know, well, Edge, we're talking reality here. Edge says yes. Big fat no. I would. I would. As long as we're not having a crime that could put him in jail, and he doesn't. And to me, remember something about this case that has always been suspect to me about it. It's not 24 women lying. Those 24 women are represented by one attorney, one attorney who's trying to get civilly paid for all of his clients. So to sit here and to assume that Tony Busby is not going to do everything possible for his clients. He wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't trying to get the maximum return on these civil suits. And so there's a part of me, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, it goes, hey, this guy's doing his job. Hey, is there a total creep factor? Yes. But you knew this when you went in. That's why I said, knowing what you know now, today, the game's changed from that New York Times article. Game's changed. Okay? There's, there's more information here. Would you still make the deal? Okay. My question, if I'm Cleveland, is going to be this right now. If I'm Andrew Barry and I'm Kevin Stefanski and I'm Jimmy Haslam, the owner, when does this guy get a chance to play on the field? My question is, when does the NFL, how many weeks are we out from July 26th? How many weeks are we out from this? Okay. I mean, we, we, we basically got to be what now? We got to be like six weeks out now. We're six weeks out from the reporting of training camp. And the NFL hasn't said anything about whether or not, are you going to let Deshaun Watson go into training camp with the Cleveland Browns and prepare for the upcoming season? Or do you think we're going to hear something? I don't know what that is. Especially when we still have these civil suits going on. And supposedly there's more of them, what have you. And Deshaun Watson gets an opportunity to do what? He also gets to rebuke these, these, these charges, right? So he's going to get a chance. So what does that do? Does that put it off to the offseason? Bro, he's going to need every cent. Mine says five weeks and six days. Five days and six weeks. 
or five days, five weeks and six days till the start of training camp. Holy shit. Better have things or order here if you're the league in Cleveland. Well, Randall, I'm not saying stuff from the start because he wasn't charged criminally. Okay? He was not charged criminally. Don't you think, dude, with 66 cases, that he's not even a slap, not even a parking ticket, not even running out on a hotel bill, anything, writing a bad check, nothing. The district attorney in Houston could charge him with nothing. You know, what's funny. The more the cases that they keep telling me about, the more questions I have. Well, where's the district attorney in Houston? Didn't the Browns know? The Browns surely had to know this. 500 grand a piece. Wow. 60 cases. Tony Busby's going to be an awful rich man because he gets 33% of that. That's crazy, man. Tony Busby gets 33% of that when you're talking because he doesn't charge him anything. He charges them at the back end when they get settlements. Quite frankly, get this. Tony Busby doesn't want Deshaun Watson in jail. He never did. He wanted Tony Busby. Tony Busby wanted Deshaun Watson to pay him. Doesn't that always make you suspect? Why would it does me no good if Deshaun's in jail? It does me no good. Okay. It's their it's their word against their I, I'm, I'm some of me believes that. Lord it's the court of public opinion. Oh, he's assassinated in that. And he's already lost that. That's what I'm talking. All right, let me move on to this here. Xander actually brought this up. Let me talk Nick Sirianni here with you here a little bit. Um, Xander, man, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I don't know. Dude, this guy's like constantly on the horn. He's a scrimmy guy. <laughs> really, creep factor's high. You know, you know. Seriously, man. If I'm Jimmy Haslam and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, I pull the guy in and have a guy talk with him, dude. Okay. Listen. Do you have a prostitute problem, or do you have like a fetish problem? Just let me know, so we could be prepared for this. What's going on here? Bro, you put us all in a bad place here. Let us know. We gave you $230 million in guarantees. We want you here. But what in the F is this about? Have a come to Jesus conversation with the guy. If I pay you $230 million in guaranteed money, I demand that you answer my question. I put the faith of putting up a quarter of a billion dollars of my money so that you could come to Cleveland and play football. And what's happened since you've come here, you've not only scarred our franchise, 
but I have to answer questions to my own family and my own daughters about your behavior. I demand you answer right now. That's the kind of shit I'd have with him. And if I was Stefanski and Barry, I go, I agree. They've done everything for him. Everything. If I were Deshaun, I would not want to alienate the Cleveland Browns in any way possible. I would never, there's, there's people I wouldn't lie to. It would be God and the Browns. Okay. Everyone else. I don't care. God and the Browns don't lie to them. Cause both have your back. Okay. You can lie to anybody else. Can't lie to them two folks. One guy knows the truth. The other people are trying to help you with the truth. He's, he, he's not, don't lie to them too. You want to get back on a football field? You stay loyal to God and you stay loyal to the Browns and you're going to get there. I care who you lie to, except those two. Quarterback needs the lead. Absolutely. That's not leadership, man. That's creepy. It's just creepy, dude. Right? Let's do this here. I want to ask you something about Nick Sirianni here. What's Nick Sirianni? You know what? We haven't really brought this up. What is Nick Sirianni's? This is what we talked about with Jalen. 4,200 yards, 30 touchdown passes. Really doing a great job this year. Okay. We can debate that. And the months and days are ticking away. We're soon going to find out what happens here. The reality story is going to start here um, in about five weeks and six days. Okay. That's when the TV show starts called Philadelphia Eagles. Our hard knock starts five weeks, six days. Philadelphia Eagles hard knocks starts then. What is the goal for Nick Sirianni this year for him to keep his job? Because I'll tell you something. I got to think that in the, and I've said this in the back of my mind, the Philadelphia Eagles would love to have Frank Reich as the head coach of the Eagles one day. Would they trade for him? They've traded in the past with the Colts. Maybe a way for the Colts to get a first rounder back. To go get Frank. What if Frank wins a Super Bowl this year with Matt Ryan? What if that Colts team gets all the way to the AFC championship game? If they make it to the Super Bowl, Bengals did. What if Frank Reich, get this, there's two coaches that were in Philadelphia four years ago that were responsible for hoisting a Lombardi trophy. One's in Jacksonville, one's in Indianapolis. We all know, at least I think we do, we all know the coach that they revere the most and like the most. That is Frank Reich. 
Carson Wentz went to shit when he left the building. That automatically, in that front office, do you know what they had to have thought? Well, Frank was the guy that was the dude that got... Why do you think Foles is in Indianapolis? Foles has a working relationship with him. How do you think Sirianni landed in Philadelphia? Because Frank Wright and Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie have a great relationship. Frank came on this program and the trade with Carson Wentz, get this, the owner called Jim Irsay. wasn't Howie calling, the GM, Chris Ballard. Two owners called. Then Jeffrey Lurie called Frank Reich. Give me your assessment on this. What do you think we can maybe make a deal? And in the process, Doug Peterson was fired and Sirianni lands in Philly. How did that happen? Because Frank sold the Eagle organization on one of his guys. Tell me I'm wrong. Stop, Sills. Frank, I don't know about you. But I don't date my ex after we're done. You're done. He delivered a Super Bowl for you. Frank Reich wasn't fired. He left for the Colts job. He wasn't fired. Doug was fired. What's up, Joseph? So, hey, Marina, let me ask you this. Who do you think was more responsible for the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl in 2017? Frank Reich or Doug Peterson? I'll wait. Yale, Frank Reich doesn't like Sirianni. He loves him. It's one of his guys. Who do you think between the two coaches, Reich or Peterson, was more responsible for after Wentz going down? Doug Peterson wasn't the play caller. Frank was. Frank was the play caller. Chris. Frank Reich, Doug Peterson. Not asking you about Foles. Frank Reich, Doug Peterson. Who was more responsible for that Super Bowl? There's two choices. Lori <laughs> is one of not one of them, and neither is Foles. There's two choices. Doug Peterson, Frank Reich. Two one five says Doug didn't call a freaking play all 2017. Correct. Neither. Then, wait a minute. He says. Port says neither. Then how did you end up four wins and f- four years later from that Super Bowl? Frank Reich leads. You didn't have 
Frank Reich left, and in four years, you guys had a four and eleven in one season. <laughs> uh, kept well kept together. I give Doug credit for letting Frank call, but overall, Frank. Frank. I was glad Doug left. I wouldn't say that. Yale says, Wentz hit the bed. Hey, funny, when Frank Reich was there, Carson Wentz was the MVP of the league. Am I right? So where I'm going with this is, what's the expectations of Nick Sirianni this year for him to keep his job? You know, I'm sitting here going and saying all the things about Jalen. Let's put Jalen to the side here because coaching does matter here in the league. You know, I would say this to you. Here, let me show you something about Nick Saban. This goes into Xander's guy. What do you think makes Nick Nick Saban the greatest college football coach and arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time? What do you think it is? Because he's got a defensive mind? Because he's got some wizard, wizardry about offense or that he's some wizard play caller? What do you think of his greatest assets? What do you think Nick Saban's greatest asset is? I would even say that that Belichick has the same thing. What do you think those two guys are and their greatest assets are? They identify spectacular talent on the field and in the coaching booth. And they're phenomenal salesmen. Nick Saban walks into a kid's room can you? I want to tell you something and how great that coach is on what he's done to change the identity of Alabama bas- Alabama football. Okay? You never went to Alabama if you were a wideout. Never went. You would never go there if you were a quarterback. During the Bama years with Bear, no, no, outside the 60s years with Namath and Stabler and Todd, they, got, they had nobody's quarterbacking. Running backs were halfway decent. They weren't great. Sean Alexander, guys like that were good. Saban gets there, and it's running back haven. Not wide receiver haven. All of a sudden, one day he goes, "Uh, we got to get into the today of the NFL or college football, spread offenses. That's kind of what the Eagles are trying to do. I'll tell you this. I'll show you what makes Nick great and where the Eagles are still in the 90s when it comes to their offense. Xander, you could correct me if I'm wrong. It was almost like an epiphany with Saban. Saban goes like this. We are not going to hang with Clemson and Ohio State if we have three yards in a cloud of dust. It ain't going to work here. We are going to have to have a wide-open offense. And on top of that, if we don't do this, these top-flight kids are not going to come to Alabama. They're going to go to Florida. They're going to go to Clemson. They're going to go to Ohio State. They're going to stay out west at USC and Oregon. And somebody else is going to pop up like Oklahoma. He overnight changed the spread offense. Dude, if you're a wide receiver, you go to Bama. If you're a quarterback today, you go to Bama. That used to be our identity at Miami. All the great wideouts and quarterbacks and everybody we've had, they were three yards in a cloud of dust. Alabama, when we played against them, they were nobodies. They were good, 9-3, and three, but they weren't going to beat us 
like ever. Now, Saban hires the best assistant. And by the way, he does this too. Saban does this. You can have a Denton defender like a Sarkeesian or a Kiffin or Bill O'Brien. He identifies talent. And if you don't like it, he don't give a shit. And he hires it. And it works. I'm not a fan of Bill O'Brien being his OC. But Bill's a good coach. Did a great job at Penn State. And I thought he did a good job at the Texans when he was just a head coach and didn't have the GM hat on. He's a good coach. He still, I think he still needs to do better at Alabama, but he he was up for the uh, Jacksonville job. Bill O'Brien's going to get a head coach in the NFL or college football wherever he wants. Sarkeesian got a job. He's coaching the Texas Longhorns. My point is, is that these guys hire great assistant coaches. But what makes Nick so great, he replaces those great assistant coaches with assistant coaches that are just as talented. Doug Peterson didn't do that, and nor did Howie Roseman when Frank Reich left. Hence, you fell apart, and in four years, you were 4-11-1, firing everybody in the building. Frank knows that. Isn't it funny? Let me look at Frank Reich's. Okay, let me, let me do this here. Frank Reich's coaching record at Indianapolis. He's 37 and 28. Ten and six, seven and nine, eleven and five, and nine and eight. In four years, he's had one losing season, and in the last two years, he's won twenty ball games. And he's completely turned around the Colts. Remember, they wanted to give that job to Josh McDaniel. Remember who his quarterback was too the first year on that ten and six team? It was Jacoby Brissett because Andrew Luck had retired. Frank takes some dude and they go 10 and six finish second in the South. Isn't it funny that since Frank Reich has gone to Indianapolis, he's got a better record than the, than the Eagles do from 2018 from 2018 to 2021. Frank Reich has a better record than the Philadelphia Eagles. His program is headed in the right direction. The Eagles are climbing out of a shithole. And you know in your heart that the Eagles revere Frank. My conversation here is, my opinion, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are both on the hot seat. Nick looked the part last year. I thought some of the things that he did a year ago were fabulous. You're in a rebuild? You were in a rebuild. Did you know that? So after you won the Super Bowl, and then Alshon Jeffries drops that pass in New Orleans, 
In 2018, you guys were in a rebuild from 2018. Did they tell you that? Did they tell you they were in a rebuild in 2018 and 2019? Isn't it funny, too? From 2018 to when Carson Wentz's final season, he shit the bed enormously in Philly. Doug Peterson couldn't save him. And yet, Frank goes to Indianapolis, has a winning record, has a football team this year that many people think is pretty good. Matt Ryan, I I, I don't know how that's going to work out either. I really don't. So I'm not going to put, hey, if I'm I'm going to give it a Jalen Hurts, I'm not, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't. Matt Ryan, the last two years, actually three years in Atlanta, I don't know what he's done. Hey, well, Joseph, Doug now has a chance to go like this. He's going to be playing with FU money now. And that FU money is called Trevor Lawrence. He's got a quarterback. Doug Peterson, and you want to hear something? Xander, I don't know if you agree with this, but I say this to you. I think Doug Peterson got the best job that was open. I think he got the best job that was open. High draft choices, Trevor Lawrence, NTN is going to play this year. They went and got more draft choices this year. They spent money in free agency. He's an adult in the building now. They're not a ton of talent in Jacksonville, but I think there's enough to win. I don't know what level that is. Hey, let me say this to you. If Doug Peterson goes nine and eight in Jacksonville this year, he'll be the NFL coach of the year. Because that means this, he would have saved Trevor Lawrence. And he would have shown everyone that the Urban Meyer hire was a total farce. So where I'm going with Sirianna here is, Nick looks like, hey, Nick's first year, you know, like I said, Ray Rhodes got out to a great, Chip Kelly got out to a decent start in Philly. He got out. Then before you know it, what happened? The wheels came off. Hey, didn't Chip Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong here, okay? Didn't Chip Kelly, didn't his first two years he have winning records? Right? Didn't Kelly have two winning seasons in his first two seasons in Philly? I can't think anybody was saying that it was a bad hire then. Chris goes, I'd take Lawrence over Hertz. Of course you would. Absolutely, of course you would. All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. I want to hit one more thing on with Jonathan Gannon. Okay, I want to hit one more thing on with him as we start to get ready for the upcoming training camp. One thing that I think that they have to work on big time when they get into the July training camp. I'll hit on that. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I know Wentz, the quarterback on your commercials. Eagle fans didn't want Chip. I know I didn't. I don't think we should have got rid of Andy for him. Chip Kelly was a hot commodity. The Buccaneers wanted to hire him. And they were going to offer him $6 million. When I was in Tampa, that was one of the words that was being thrown around. At the end of the day, they gave it to Graciano. So he was a hot name. But he was not going to leave Oregon unless he got complete control of the personnel. That was the reason that he got the Eagle job instead of the Buccaneer job. The Bucs were not going to turn over complete control to a college coach. They were not. And the general manager of the Buccaneers at the time, Mark Dominic, they were not going to do that. When they were looking for a coach after John Gruden, okay, they were going like this. Oh, excuse me. It was after Raheem Morris. And after it was Raheem, they went like this. We're not giving um, any inexperienced NFL coach complete control of the personnel. That is why he did not take – there were two jobs he was up for. He was up for the Bucks job, and he was up for the Eagle job. And he decided not to take the buck job 
because the Buccaneers told him and the Glazers and Mark Dominic told him that he was not going to have complete control of the personnel that was going to be to the personnel department. Well, the Eagles bent over and gave him control of the personnel. And that's what happened to Howie when he was pushed to the broom closet. Okay. He got to Philly because Philly relented and gave him. I'm not thinking that that may happen ever again. That's why, you know, I was talking about Sean Payton yesterday, potentially being a coach one day. Frank could be the coach of the Eagles because you know why? He knows how that dynamic works. And Frank works with the general manager in Indianapolis with Chris Ballard. And there's kind of that pseudo relationship in Indianapolis that kind of mirrors what's going on in Philadelphia. That's why they'd be comfortable with Frank being the coach. I'm telling you, plan B, if Sirianni fails, it would be a full court press to get Frank Reich as the head coach of the Eagles. You know that. He would be number one on their list. Nobody else would be number one on their list but Frank Reich. Nobody. Sean Payton would want control. Not going to give it. They're not going to do that anymore. Frank knows how the political dynamics work in that front office. He primed Sirianni for it. Seals Eagles go 14 and three and lose in the first round. Do you make a head coaching change? Probably not, Michael. But Marty Schottenheimer went 14 and two in San Diego and they fired him. He was 14 and two. Look it up. And A.J. Smith and the Spanos family fired his ass because they got bounced in the playoffs. They thought they had the roster to win a Super Bowl and they bounced him. We've seen this before. Hell, shit, man. I, I, I think Lovey Smith had a winning record in Chicago and they fired his ass. I think, I think Jim Caldwell had a winning record in Detroit and they fired him. 14 and three is a little bit too high of a number, though. I doubt that they would blow him out. Jesse, Seals, would you want LeBron or Iverson? Dude, I would want Iverson, but I would have to have LeBron because he could play all five positions. But, hey, that's not fair, man. Talking about one of my favorite players in the history of sports, Allen Iverson. Sean Payton had control of the Saints. Not really. <clears throat> Flex. Sean Payton worked with a guy by the name of Mickey Loomis and the Benton family. And there was a working dynamic in the building. Mickey Loomis is one of the better general managers in the NFL. And Sean Payton trusts him. You know, through the whole Bounty Gate thing, Mickey Loomis also got suspended. And he had to still try to keep the ship afloat there when Payton was suspended for the entire year. Mickey Loomis is a good general manager. One of the better ones. One of the more underrated ones, actually. Yeah, hey, fan. Schottheimer went 14-2 and two and was fired because he was bitching and arguing with the front office. Just shows you. doesn't matter how many games you win. 
if you don't have a working dynamic with that general manager, especially if that general manager, like they do in Los Angeles with the Chargers, carries a big stick. That GM's job with the Chargers is a big gig. They're more powerful than the coach. The coach is powerful, but not as powerful as the general manager because the general manager reports directly to the owner. There's like no president in that whole thing. And the president of the Chargers is Dean Spanos. And it fired Jim Caldwell. That made no sense. Hey, Jimmy, look at what they just did to Brian Flores in Miami. Last two years, Brian Flores has righted the ship in Miami. He turned it around. They blew him out. Because there was a disagreement over Tua. Brian Flores wanted to show on Watson. Because he knew he needed a guy like that. And, you know, the general manager was, you know, and the owner, Stephen Ross, were like, I don't know. Chip was willing to trade away our whole team for Mariota. I, you know what's really sorry, Chris? I really like Marcus Mariota. I really do. He's such a good dude. People love him, man. He is so revered in the Tennessee community and up in Eugene. They really love the guy. It's a damn shame, too. He's got all the intangibles that Jalen Hurts has. He's really a great guy. What about Leftwich? What about Leftwich? Seals, you think Reich has a better quarterback room than Sirianni? Yeah, by far. Matt Ryan and Nick Foles, I got a Super Bowl MVP and I got a former MVP and a guy who took a team to the Super Bowl and won an NFC championship. What do you think? It's not close. Nick Foles is the greatest substitute teacher in the history of the NFL. You need a guy to step in Win you about five games, he's your guy. Completely. And by the way, I said this a couple weeks ago. Look at the shitty coaching that Nick Foles has got the last two stops. Doug Marone. Doug Marone. Doug Marone in Jacksonville. And Matt Nagy in Chicago. A train wreck in Chicago that poor Justin Fields is going to have to try to find his way out of that swamp. Dude, the problem with that swamp is there's no clear water anywhere. And there hasn't been for 50 years. (laughs) There hasn't been a court. Who, Rex Grossman? You know, Rex Grossman is probably the most successful quarterback. And Jay Cutler. Rex Grossman and Jay Cutler. Wow. (laughs) Dude, man. That's frightening. That is frightening. Greg says that Gannon's defense was too vanilla to passive last year. A real shitstorm. That's not how we play defense in Philly. Got to get back to Johnson, Buddy Ryan defenses, Gannon is gone. 
Matt Nagy. <laughs> okay, let me get here. I opened my show with Gannon. And I'm going to say this again to you about, about Jonathan Gannon. If I see that stupid shit defense again, like he played last year, I'd fire him midseason. And I wouldn't have reservations about it. I'm not going to bring the talent that I bring, brought in, and on top of that, drafting guys, to sit there and watch a guy shit the bed in front of me. That's why I actually like Sirianni not being the play caller and being more engaged in what the actual play calling duties are going to have to deal with and him being in the quarterback room. I want my head coach to be engaged in what's – he needs – get this, Nick Sirianni actually needs to do the reverse of what's going on with Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Sean McDermott has got a background in defense, right? Sean McDermott, do you know, spends most of his time on the offensive side of the table? He already knows what they're doing on defense. So if I'm Nick Sirianni, I don't need to know what's going on. off. I already know what's going on. I know what we're trying to do. I want to know what they're doing. I'm not giving a guy carte blanche who looks like he still has to worry about shaving. I mean, this guy looks like he still doesn't own a razor. And I'm going to turn the keys over to him, and I'm going to let him run my defense? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, you know what the greatest – do you know what the greatest coaching that I've ever heard, okay, was how Belichick prepared Brady? I've said this a couple months ago to you, and I'm going to do it again to you. So these two guys on Friday, Friday night, one guy would have a tablet in front of him. You guys ever played the game Battleship? You know the the game Battleship? Like you, you, you call out a certain sequence of numbers and letters, and you're trying to sink everybody's Battleship. You know, that, that kind, you, you, you know the game, right? Well, Belichick would set up situations for Brady. And he would set up defensive situations, and then Brady would turn around and set up offensive situations against Belichick. And Belichick and him would play war games. I'm dating myself. Sorry, fan. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm dating my, probably so, okay? They don't have those games anymore. I'm very sure of it. They would do this. Tom, third and 10, 25-yard line, two timeouts left, minute, 70, minute seven left in the half. Tom would have to come up with one, two, three plays, and they would go back and forth, and Belichick would try to out-coordinate him. And these guys would go back and forth talking situational football. Okay? Then Brady would fire up and go like this. We're now on the 20-yard line going in. And Belichick would throw at him a blitz, would bring a red zone blitz or a dog inside the 20. And Brady would have to pick it up, block release with Gronk, whatever. They would play these games for hours. Listen to the type of coaching that is. It's not doing this, wasting time on this. You know how you have to waste time? Watch this. Do you know how you guys have to waste time on Jalen Hurts trying to figure out 
ways to make him more accurate. They're not practicing that in New England or now down in Tampa. They're not doing that. They're practicing. Here's the difference between, a, this is what I'm talking about, a professional quarterback versus a guy who's not. Jalen doesn't have the ability to do this yet. He can't see single coverage. Brady, with the greatest defensive-minded coach of all time, you think they're practicing seven-step dropbacks? They do that shit during practice, fundamentals. The real practice is with Belichick sitting there on that Friday night and these guys going back and forth talking situational football. That is the greatest coaching that you could possibly have a quarterback and a coach do to one another. Like if I was Nick Sirianni, I would get Jonathan Gannon in a room and I'd play these situational war games. See how he acted. And do what Belichick does. Watch, watch, watch a New England Patriots. They do this sometimes. They put it on their Twitter page. Belichick will go out there for about 20 minutes in practice and talk to the kickoff, kickoff return team and remind guys what team you're on, where you have to be lined up, what do we do with two minutes left in the game, what are we doing with two minutes left in the half. He goes over this shit every single day. I had a chance to talk to Belichick down at Jimmy's place years and years ago. And this is his style of coaching. Sure, they work on fundamentals. They do. Monday through Thursday, it's all that shit. Come Friday, though, every coach, they, they've got tests that they take in New England. You have to do tests in New England. So when I hear, watch this. So when I hear Nick Sirianni telling me that Jalen Hurts is getting better, at what? Drills? Do you understand to a guy like me when I hear him say that, he's talking to you because most of you don't know that the greatest coaches don't coach like that anymore. They don't do that. That's why when someone said, hey, did you see that Jalen is working with Tom House? in California, and he's working with, like, a throwing coach. Great. It's funny. I don't hear this, though. Boy, I'll tell you something. Jalen's really picked up the offense great. You know, he seemingly knows where to go with the ball. How would you know that? You haven't had anything situationally put in front of him. It's OTAs. So when you hear a coach saying that, he's bullshitting you. They're not speaking truth. The only way that you know that a kid is getting it is when you see that kid in moments when things aren't going great and he's being coached hard and you got a guy in the room that's putting things out there like third and two. You're on your own five-yard line. Minute left in the half. What are you doing? You know what Brady would say? Brady would say, punt. He'd run the ball, get more room for his punter, and Brady would punt on fourth down. You know what Carson Wentz would do? He'd drop back on third down in the end zone and get sacked, fumble, recovery, seven, you're down seven. That's the difference between 
great quarterbacks being coached and guys who don't understand the position. That underhand passing that Carson Wentz did, who the frick coached him to do that? That's why they got rid of him. Because Frank, who loves the guy, couldn't even understand that. Bro, what was – I'm telling you, and I know this for a fact, that eight minutes of football drove a stake in Jim Irsay's heart because he saw a guy who didn't understand the position pump the freaking thing. Jalen has a better understanding of that. Okay? He he's he knows special team. And by the way, I'll say this to you too. Who's punting for the Eagles this year? That's going to be a factor with this offense. Okay? Sills, realistically, they're looking at a quarterback next year. But I feel like Jalen, if he bought – Jess, what 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 Xander said early? If this guy goes fourteen and three, man, I I find it hard to believe they'd move off of him. But I'm going to show you this: Jimmy Garoppolo got a team to the Super Bowl, and when Brady was looking for a team to land, for a week they thought about dumping Jimmy G and bringing Brady in for a week. Then they punted. Nah, we're going to stick with them. Everybody, everybody questions that position. Do we have the right guy? Do we have the right? Hey, Chris, 14 and three. I think it's like uh, way too high. 12 and five. I think this team has a chance to do all these things. Hey, fan, that hero ball is what gets him killed. That's what gets Carson Wentz killed, that hero ball. Dude, punt the freaking thing away. Throw it in the stands. Think about that. If you throw that ball in the stands against the Titans, you win that game. You win that game. You make the postseason. Probably still have your gig in Indianapolis. Okay? Then he shits the bet against the Jags, too, and he plays dumb ball. He played hero ball in that game and dumb ball in that game and still had a great year. He had a great year, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 94 quarterback rating. He still had a good year. But tremendously shit moments. Jesse goes, Sills, imagine Jimmy G in Philly with this offense. You know the problem with that, though, is, and I'm going to be realistic here, I do imagine it, but Garoppolo's injury history still has to be part of bringing him in. Okay? Jalen versus Jimmy G, you probably go with Jalen because you know why? The chances of Jalen playing a full 17 games it's higher than Garoppolo. And do you really want to take that risk of injuries derailing your season? Hey, poor play, that's one thing. Going out there, you're lining it up, you're teeing it up. Guy getting hurt in the second game of the season derailing your year, that's not where I want to be. 
Okay? It's just not. It's, it's not where you want to be. Hey, I want to thank Ice Cube for coming on today. We had a lot of fun with him. Hey, guys, I'll tell you what, man. What was it? Five weeks and six days until the start of training camp. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for coming aboard tomorrow, three to six. If you missed any of the show, please like it, share it. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.